This is episode five, Rituals and Practices. Welcome to the Creative Zone podcast. My name is Tully Brash. I'm an actress, speaker, meditation guide, and facilitator. This is a podcast for creatives to get into the zone, to feel at peace, at home, and free to be the real you. Each week, we bring you inspiring insights, conversations, stories, meditations, and other tools to help free your creative life force. My hope is that this podcast will strengthen your connection with your inner voice and feel confident to share your gifts with the world. I want to share with you some rituals and practices that I have learned to use over the years Rituals and practices that can be brought in any time your head gets in the way and your head gets loud and the voices start trying to veer you off your path, trying to veer you off the thing that you want to be doing. Some practices that you can put in place to reground, recenter, and to allow your creative spirit to speak through you. So before I press record on my podcasts, I do a little prayer. I take a breath. And I say, please guide me, please use me to be of service today in the way that you see fit, please help me to step out of my own way, please guide me to know the difference between the voices in my head and my inner voice. Please guide me to have deep clarity and to know what it is that is truthful and what it is that is the most loving version. I say this prayer now before getting on stage, if I'm going to put a video out, if I'm going to do anything that my voices in my head come in to try and block because I don't want them to block it anymore. (laughs) For so many years, I held back in sharing my voice, my expression, putting myself out there. I'd edit it. I would have this idea in my head of what the perfect version was that if I acted a certain way, that if I looked and sounded a certain way, that was in my head what was going to get more attention or love. And so more and more I got curious about how how to find that balance, how to put myself out there, how to share, you know, these gifts and these things that got me really fired up and passionate about, but without the inner dialogue and the inner criticism and the self-doubt of this isn't going to work or no one's going to like it or why don't you go back to what you were doing before or 
other logical reasons as to why I shouldn't do it. And the voice of self-doubt, it's very sneaky. It's very... Let me just hang here in the background. Hang here in the background. And I've found ways and tools to... Yeah, step aside to be able to create distance between those voices of self-doubt and to be able to show up, to not know what was going to come out of my mouth or what I was going to say, but it's been amazing to build this trust over the years that when I've prayed and asked for the guidance and asked for that feeling of being of service, that feeling of it not being about me and my ego getting a kick and getting attention, that feeling that you are making a difference possibly to someone's life, that you're inspiring someone to step into their greatest version of themselves, to share their voice, to share their gifts. More and more of that has become the feeling of why I've wanted to create the things I want to create. It used to be about, yeah, I'll just put this workshop on because that was going to be fun for me. And, um, yeah, I'll just create this poem or I'll write this blog because it was just my own creative expression. But the people that I look up to and that I follow, you know, the leaders that are out there that I, I really look up to, they all have this similar theme and I remember seeing it and not really understanding it, but they would talk about service and they would talk about, you know, doing things for the greater good and that money will come as a result of, you know, being in that place of service. And I didn't really understand it until I ex experienced it, until I started to hand over more and more of my desires, my wishes, my fears, my insecurities, I started to hand that over to this voice greater than the voices in my head. And if you're listening to this and you're going, okay, what is, what is that voice? You know, I don't speak of this inner voice in any way as a, in a religious context, um, I know that for some people it's it's God. I know for some people it's universe. For some people it's source. For some people it's intuition. And for me it's this inner voice is a connection to a higher self that is loving and compassionate. And I've ne I, I've not had this connection with this voice like my whole life. I mean... Sure, I I believe it was there, but I want I want to get clear from uh, the get go here that this voice I was disconnected from this voice for a good twenty years. Um, you know, I when I look back, I I don't remember hearing guidance as a teenager. I all I heard was like insecurity in my head and loud loud, loud, loud self-doubt and I, you know, molded myself into what I thought was this strong version of myself that didn't show any emotion, didn't show any vulnerability. Um, I just portrayed this confident, 
superhero that was so deeply entrenched with insecurity underneath. Um, and it's really been in the last five or so years that I was searching. I was searching for this reconnection to that intrinsic voice that I see children connected to. You know, I worked in children's entertainment for nearly 10 years and I loved being around kids because I started to realize that the more grounded I was and the more peaceful I felt, the less effort it was to entertain them because we were just hanging out in this really fun energy. But the more I was trying to control or I was anxious or putting on this fake fairy voice of, hi, everybody. Hi, hi. Um, <laughs> the less they were interested. So children for me and doing those kids parties was such an awakening to coming to understand that there was a, another part of me that was really yearning to come forward. And the inner voice journey, I think is, it's endless. Like it, I don't think there's a place that we can come to that we're like, oh, yep, now I'm connected with my inner voice and now I just speak from it all the time. I mean, the only person that I can think of that maybe has reached some level of that is Eckhart Tolle, who is the writer of um, the author of A New Earth and The Power of Now. And when I listen to him talk, I immediately go into a meditative state because he's yeah reached a level of being able to dissolve his ego but otherwise everyone else who I've spoken to seems to still have that fluctuation between ego and those inner voices and fear and doubt and then a more loving voice that they're connected to and I really believe it's a daily practice and it's a a daily um I don't want to say effort because it it does with any habit and ritual and practice it does become effortless. I remember when I heard Hugh Jackman come and speak at my acting school a few years ago and he spoke of meditation. He spoke of these experiences he was having from meditation, doing it 20 minutes twice a day and something like pinged inside of me that I knew deep down that I needed to follow this. I needed to experience this thing he was talking about, this presence, this feeling of being guided. I just like, yep. So I began meditation and I really struggled. I really, like when I guide meditations now for people and they say, you know, they find it really difficult, like, oy vey, <laughs> I get it. Because my mind was so busy and my body, oh my God, my body held so much tension and so much um, tightness. You know, I was going to physios all the time, osteos, chiros, network chiropractors, you name it. I was massages, baths. My body was consistently tense. My mind was consistently anxious, neurotic, loud. I couldn't find that sense of stability or structure or con like consistency with anything in my life. I'd never had a job that had, you know, consistent timing of 
nine to five. I, you know, worked in children's entertainment and every weekend was different. Every week was different. I loved it. I loved the freedom. And I struggled to create structure or ritual or practice in my life for many, many years. And always had a feeling that I'd love it, but I was also scared that it was going to be suffocating, that I'd lose a sense of freedom. And I think that there's something quite common for creative people, you know, who want that sense of flow and don't want to be put into a box. And, you know, I've always found it hard when people ask me what I do, you know, because I'm like, oh, well, you know, I... Uh, it's all creative expression. I guide meditations. I run workshops. I do one-on-one coaching, but I, you know, I act, I sing, I dance. I like, I don't, I don't, I, I never felt like I was going to grow up and be like, I am a clinical psychologist. Um, which is no offense to anyone out there who is a clinical psychologist. My mom's a psychologist. You know, I, I think there's a part of me that would have loved the the one anchor of title, but I could never anchor. I could never ground. Uh, you know, if I would start something, it would be extreme. I'd go full at it. You know, I'd, if I, you know, started working out or something, I'd go full steam ahead, so extreme, no middle ground, and then I'd crash. And that was the rhythm and that was the pattern for many, many years. And so if you're listening to this and, you know, if you're in a similar place, like I I get it Um, and there's nothing wrong with it, you know, it's like whatever works for you, whatever, you know, however you find your rhythm, however you find ways of coming into your creative zone and your creative flow, it's like each person has a different process. And I guess with this podcast, I want to offer different, tools and techniques and share things that have helped me in the hope that maybe you'll try it and it might work for you or it might not. It's, you know, very much take what you like and leave the rest. Um, but I, I really struggled with ritual and practice. And I think also coming from a background of living in a modern Orthodox Jewish community where, you know, there were lots of rituals and practices that were very rigid. And I found myself doing a lot of them, but not understanding why I was doing them and not feeling in any way connected to them. And I didn't want to believe in practices and rituals in a religion where, in how it was being described to me was that it wasn't okay or the way that I perceived it, it wasn't okay for a woman to have her voice. So I want to share with you today some tools and rituals and practices that I have brought in to help me connect to a higher self, a higher power that is loving, that is kind, that only wants for me to be at peace and be joyful. So before I do anything that is vulnerable, scary, uh, potentially um, triggering all voices in my head, before I do it now, I'll say a prayer, which is what I described to you in the beginning of this podcast. I'll take a few moments to meditate, to 
acknowledge and hear the voices and what they're saying. So right before I go to do something potentially vulnerable or putting myself out there, I'll hear voices in my head that it's like, you're going to fail, Tully. This is stupid. What you're saying is stupid. You look stupid. Um, you know, things like that, all the self-doubt, this is never going to work. Um, you just, you know, being full of yourself, you're being attention seeking, all those things that I hear, I acknowledge them. I hear them. I come back to that place of being the observer of them. And by recognizing that their voices in my head, I can then, it brings me into the being more present and then I can go into the thing that it is I want to do. So acknowledge them, thank them, see them for what they're saying and then I go into being on stage or recording the podcast or putting out a social media post, whatever it is. And during the thing that I'm doing, whether it's on stage or speaking or for different people, their voices can come in at different times. So for some people, it can be before they do the thing. For some people, it's during the thing. So you might be on stage or you might be in an interview or you might be, you know, having a conversation with someone that's vulnerable. And while you're in it, your voices can be going while you're doing it. And again, it's being aware of them as it's happening and continuing to come back into the present moment and the joy of what it is that you're doing that's allowing your creative flow. And then afterwards, as soon as I finish the thing that I'm doing that has been potentially triggering for my voices, before my voices can have a chance to come in and ruin the party and go over every little thing that I did and how bad it was and that I stuffed up in this area and failed, and before my head can go into replaying what's just happened... I stop again and I say a prayer and I take a breath and I ask for guidance of voices that are loving and celebratory and gratitude for being able to have just done the thing that I just did. And the before, during and after ritual and practice that I've put in place has helped me to eradicate more of that toxic self-talk, the shaming, the doubt overtaking and then stopping me from doing the thing that I want to do. Taking that time and acknowledging and being aware of when in the process do my voices arise and does the sabotage want to come in, that's really helped me to be able to continue to be in my creative zone and to share the things I want to share and to put the things out there that I want to put into the world um, because I really believe that majority of us, it's not that we're not talented enough, it's not that we're not qualified enough, it's not that we don't have the knowledge or the wisdom to share on these things. I honestly believe that the thing most of the time that gets in the way, again, it's not money, it's not having enough time to do it. It's that these voices, the voices of our ego come in to block and stop us from fully being in our creative zone, fully 
being in our power, in our essence, and sharing our light. And so what I want to leave you with today is, I guess, an opening to what creative practice, ritual, tool, you probably have a lot already in your toolbox, but what can you bring in for those times that you're getting close to really being in your power, to really sharing your gifts, to really sharing your art, whatever it is for you that you know when your self-doubt comes in, to grow in the awareness of what happens before you do it, what happens during, and then what happens after. And if you're in a pattern that every time you put something out, you shame or berate yourself, I want you to stop and question and ask is this the way that you want to be? Like, is this truly how you want to show up in the world uh, for yourself and for others? And I know for myself, I wanted to quit acting, not because I didn't love it, not because I found so much joy in it, but because I hated myself before an audition, during an audition, And after an audition, I would berate myself and it would block, it would utterly block me being able to allow the character to come through, to experience the joy of acting, to really play and embrace, embrace what I loved. So my hope for you today in listening to this, that you can bring in some ritual or practice or tools for yourself in your creative practice to find more peace, more joy and love being in your creative zone. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Creative Zone podcast with me, Tully Brash. If you liked it, I would really appreciate if you would subscribe and rate and review this podcast. And also, if you're looking for rituals or practices to bring into your life, if you don't already meditate, if you would like to experience more inner peace in your meditation, I have a new album up on my website. All 10 tracks are geared towards helping you experience inner peace. Um, So go to www.tallybrush.com to find out more. Much love to you.